Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. This podcast brought to you by OuchThatHurts.com. Visit OuchThatHurts for music, gaming, reviews, editorials, podcasts, and more. OuchThatHurts, H-E-R-T-Z dot com. Hello, everyone, and thank you for loading up another episode of the Sable Podcast. It is me, not Dan, with not Dan, but, well, actually, everyone's out, actually, at the moment, both Tuesday and Dan. It's just me, Jesus, and Steve. Yo, what's up? <laughs> so, um, what? normally we would say what we've been playing but yeah. there's something actually that's been on my mind a little bit. Um, uh, two questions, uh, Steve. Yeah. So, what's what? Well, I know the answer for this one, but what's the <laughs> longest uh, game series slash franchise that you've been playing for the longest? Uh, that is definitely the Fallout series. <laughs> yeah. No, no surprise yeah. there. No, no surprise there. Like for for me, I I would say it would be um it would be the Pokemon series, and uh, okay. we'll be we'll be talking about that in a little bit. But no, yeah. Um, the reason I uh, I'm asking that is because then the the second question I have is, what single game uh, doesn't matter if it's console, PC, or mobile. What is the one single game you have played the most of? Uh, this can be time put in or like overall years been on it hmm well i was looking at my my steam um gaming a while back and seeing like what because it it tracks how many hours you put into certain games and i think i've put the most hours into fallout 4 and i think right behind that was fallout new vegas (laughs) because i've played through that one twice um so yeah, it's it's definitely those. I've I've put hours and hours and hours into those games. Yeah, but you know, um, a, a second ago you were talking about about Pokemon, and do you do you know what year they came out on the Game Boy for Red and Blue? Do you have, that, you know that one, off, off the top of your head for the, for the Americas. Um, yeah, yeah. Nine, I believe, nineteen ninety two. Ninety two for the Americas. Okay, um, because I I did buy that. I did. I did buy. I think I had Pokemon Red, or I still have Pokemon Red somewhere. And I'm, now I'm trying to think if I bought that before or after Fallout One, mm. um, because the original Fallout came out in, and I'm looking it up right now. I think it was '97. Um, I think I might. I mean, ah, it's really. Cl- I might have gotten both of them in the same year, actually. Uh, uh, let's see, released 97 for DOS, Windows and Magnetosh. Yeah, so Fallout came out in 97, and I definitely got that right when it came out. Um, but Pokemon, like that one I, d- I did not get right away, because I didn't know what it was, and like I had a cousin that was playing it, and I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's this game, and I was like, oh, nerd, and then I started playing it, and I was like, oh, this is really good, <laughs> and then I went and bought it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so, I'll, correct, I'll, I'll correct myself right now. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the Americas... 
got the uh, red and blue in 1998. Oh, okay. So I definitely got Fallout a year before Pokemon. So, but but I have like purchased every single Fallout, and I have not purchased every single Pokemon. I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Damn, uh, that just like overstated mine because I've oh, I I think I own every single copy, every version of the game. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but so. The re- the reason I br- bring up this topic is I was um I was talking with a coworker and we were just talking games and um he was talking about this uh the mobile uh, mobile game he he enjoys and I've been thinking mm-hmm. uh, like like mobile games have been like kind of the the casual thing for the everyday person now mm-hmm. sure and there I went back and looked at a, a, a specific game that I've been playing for a good amount of time and I didn't really think about it. Uh, the game is called Valk- Valkyrie Crusade. It's a it's a card based dungeon crawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing it since uh, uh, about May of 2013. Okay, and and I didn't really think about it around that time. And I went back and looked at the looked at the app because uh, you can look it up and see when the game was officially released. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I've been playing it only three months after it's released, and it's been almost like what is it now? Why can't I do math? Six like six years? If you I, said thirteen, yeah, I've been playing this game for six years, like wow. continuously every day. Like doing the dungeons, collecting cards, and I didn't really think about it. And uh, it's one of those freemium games where you know you can you can purchase some um, some some the the, uh, the in-game currency and stuff like that. And like like I I I was surprised in myself that I, this is the one single game that I've been playing for the most part at a regular basis. I log in to get you know my my dailies and mm-hmm. just do the events. Um, That's crazy. And yeah, it's like, I didn't, I haven't really thought about it until I saw like, because I, I, I like when I was really thinking about this game, it like, I thought it, it came out before then, but no, I, I picked it up just as it came out and I've been like one of the for, forefront people playing it yet. I'm still like lackluster at it compared to some of the other people that play it. <laughs> but like, it's a uh, it's it's interesting to kind of then look at some of the the games we've uh, that we've enjoyed over the time, uh, all the franchise we've adored. We kind of got into it last week a little bit of that, uh, but it, it's it's good to kind of think back on some of these things. Yeah, for sure. I was I was just looking at my phone. I've got the um, I've got a games folder, and I was just looking through to see the oldest one that I've got that I know have been on. It's been installed in like several of my iPhones. And I think it's iFarkle. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if it's... Does it still work on this version? <laughs> does it still work? That's... Like, I don't... Let's see. I don't want to reset my stats. Can I... Okay. Pl- uh, one player game. Does it still... It just still works. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so it's it's just a dice... It's a dice rolling game. You roll six dice and then... Uh, like uh, a one or a five or a one is worth a hundred points a five is worth 50 points. And then if you get like four sixes and that's 1200 points, like it, it just, you know, and then you reroll, reroll. And if you bust 
if you make a roll and you don't get any points and you lose all of your points, you know? Ooh, it's, just, okay. it's just like, it's just as fun. It's a real dice game that I, I had played in real life a bunch. And then I found this like, I was like, oh, here's like a free app for it. And I've had it installed ever since. And every now and then I'll go back to it and just play it for a while. So, but not, but not six years worth of playing for sure. No, no, I don't, I don't play it daily. <laughs> I, I, I put in my effort. I've, I've done the, the, the like the, the game I'm talking about in Pacific, they, they do like monthly events, monthly, uh, like the, it, the company's doing a really good job in this one game. Like there's always something to do that, uh, there's always new cards to get, um, uh, different, uh, events that, that and uh, since it does that weird like ranking things where some cards are better than others uh and sometimes you like it, some people think you have to like pay to get some of the better cards because of the mm-hmm. the loot box mechanic sure uh but they they gave you the the ability to acquire these through just gameplay and uh, that's one of the things i've been, i think i've enjoyed in the past years like i don't have to really like do the loot boxes uh like i just got to do the events and i can get myself some super rare or legendary cards and continue to boost my my deck if i would say nice i just so i, I googled it because i want to know what this is all about um first of all don't google this while you're at work if you want to look at images because there's a ah. lot of there's a lot of fun artwork um yes. but according to google play which which they have um it's like their app store uh, Valkyrie Crusade. It's an anime style TCG X builder game. So a trading card game and a builder game. It has a 4.3 out of 5 rating. And it says here that there are over 9 million users. Hmm. So this is, this is quite popular for something that I've never heard of. Um, and it was last updated February 26th. So it is, like you say, it's, it's continually being updated and supported and all that. So that's interesting. That's cool, man. Right on. Yeah. So, um, for for all the listeners, let us know some of the the franchises, the games that you guys been playing. You know, uh, join our like join our Discord or tweet mm-hmm. at us or or go on Facebook. Uh, things a lot. We've we've been we've been getting a little bit more heavy on our Facebook and Twitter a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So look into that because we actually recently uh, uh, started putting clips of our shows now. Yes. So, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that's 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 kind of the reason I wanted to take the lead a little bit. It's uh, the, because the clip said so. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, <laughs> just take the wheel. But uh, yeah, look, we're we're starting to like move forward with the podcast, and I'm happy about that because uh, we've been partnering with uh, Ouch That Hurts, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're on the bs podcast network there's a lot that this specific show is doing and uh, i want to take a moment to uh to cheers for dan and tuesday (laughs) cheers (laughs) and uh but yeah let's um this is a gaming podcast so let's talk a little bit about the news Mm -hmm. wait we're not gonna do we're not gonna do what we've been playing um, yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing is Valkyrie Crusade. I've been kind of oh. dealing with internet issues. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, uh, so Steve, what have you been playing? Well, I, I put Anthem down, um, not like permanently, but I, I decided to take a little, a little break from it and I, I decided to get back into, um, 
uh, management simulators because apparently that's what I like. I uh, I was looking through through YouTube the other day, and it, like a, a random video popped up. It was recommended. It was like the top top ten management simulators, and and I looked at the little clip, and I was like, hey, I I know most of these games, and so I watched it, and I was like, oh man, I've played like eight out of these top ten, and I really like them all. It, is this my favorite genre? <laughs> like, <laughs> what management simulators? So um, I popped into one of my favorite ones. Uh, one of my more favorite ones, I guess, um, Prison Architect. So um, that was available. It's available through Steam. I think it's also on the Xbox now. I don't know if it's on PS uh, or or Nintendo stuff. I have no idea. Um, but you 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 build a little prison. And what's what's interesting is I've I've been a part of Prison Architect, or it's been part of me uh, for a long time because <laughs> I I uh, I paid to be in like the. Um, not the beta, but the I guess it was the beta, but it was the 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 thing that they do on Steam where like like you could buy it um, early access early access. That's thank you. Yes, that's what I was looking for. I, I was early access on that. I played through like the betas. The two creators or the, the two guys in charge um, are these the two British guys, and they would put out like hour long YouTube videos every time a new version came out of them explaining like all the changes they did and like how that, how it affects gameplay and all this stuff. And, you know, I played it when it was like just playable and it was fun. And, and I've like kept track of it through the years and they've added quite a bit to it. And now it's been purchased by paradox interactive, um, which is the, uh, I mean, they do a lot, but uh, recently what we've talked about on this podcast is Stellaris. Um, so anyways, I, I popped on that. I, I redownloaded it from Steam because I had, had it uninstalled. And I've put in like, I don't know, 20 hours into it or something this last week. <laughs> just, just like staying up till one, two in the morning, just building building prisons and, and keeping my inmates, you know, relatively happy. And uh, so, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. A lot of Prison Architect. Uh, highly recommend it. It's a great um, simulation, you know, management simulator, I guess. But you 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 build the prison by like you assign workers and you have a prison and you have to build little cells and, and uh, however many inmates you want to, you know, try to keep and you have to keep them fed and happy. Otherwise they'll riot and kill your guards. And it's a whole thing. It's a, there's a research tree. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really like it. Um, but beyond that, I also played a little bit of a mobile game and it came from, um, some other some other list that I found, uh, you know, online, and it was like top ten mobile games of 2019 or some some horseshit like that. And so I, I looked through because I'm always looking for good mobile games because I find a lot of average mobile games. Like I I've, I haven't really been able to be like hooked on a mobile game. Like I, I've I've gone through like oh you know playing them for like a week or two, but then they always kind of go by the wayside. Uh, so this one said, and it sounded interesting. It was called Snakebird Primer. And I was like, that's an interesting hmm. name. So I clicked on that, and they're like, this is a primer game to prepare you for how to play the original Snakebird, which everyone said was way too hard. Is is essentially what it was, and it's it's a puzzle game. And I was like, okay, well, what's so I looked it up on the the iOS store. It was like eight bucks, and I was like, "I'm not spending eight dollars on a on a on a game that I don't I know nothing about." So then I went to the original Snakebird, and that one was free to download um, with in-app purchases. And I was like, "All right, well, I'll check out the the free hard one." 
holy shit this is a hard puzzle game (laughs) (laughs) so i i didn't find the game that i'm going to be you know playing forever but i do enjoy a good puzzle game and so the whole deal with this is you have a a snake bird so it's like like the classic game snake right where you have a length of thing and you eat something and it gets longer right and so this has that mechanic in it where you have this um the snake bird uh but when you eat the fruit then it gets like one unit longer and the whole the whole game is played on a grid the thing that's added to that is that it is like these birds are on these islands that are um you know suspended over water it's all this is all 2d and however they move as long as a piece of their body is still touching ground they can like float above things and so, you, mm. but as soon as you move off, they'll fall down to whatever's below them. So there's a, a gravity mechanic. And the point of every level is to eat all of the fruit, which every time you eat a piece of fruit, you get one unit longer. And then there will be like a, a, a glowing portal somewhere that's only unlocked after you eat all the fruit. And then you go through the portal and that ends the game. Well, you, I mean, you, it, you, you, as you're moving these things around, it is very like very quickly and and they're not kidding about how difficult it is. The difficulty ramps up like crazy. There were some levels where I was st- stuck on them for hours until I could figure out how to how to get through it. Some of the the, the ones at the beginning are, you know, take you a minute or two to kind of puzzle out, you know, what they're trying to teach you cuz the, the the first like 5 levels or so are kind of teaching you the game, the different things you you have to think about. But after about level five, then they're like, okay, we've taught you everything. Now, you know, got to hit the ground running. And I've only gotten through the first nine levels. Level 10 introduces two snake birds and they have to use each other to get the fruit and to get to the portal. And I have not been able to pass that level. Okay. So if you're, if you're looking for an like incredibly difficult puzzle game, for free, like, and there are in-app purchases. So I think like the first twenty levels or so are free, and then you have to like purchase the, like additional levels or something like that. And with a game that's this difficult, that is very much appreciated because you get to try it for free. And if it if if it's awesome, if you absolutely love difficult puzzles, well, then maybe you want to spend you know five bucks or I don't, I don't know what the cost is, but say five bucks for another twenty levels, then that might be something that you're into. If you get to level, you know. 10 and you go i can never go any further than this because i'm just not smart enough then you don't feel like you've wasted any money so those are the two games that i've been playing this week prison architect and snake bird (laughs) (laughs) i I got i got i got got to look at uh snake bird a little bit yeah it looks like a a fun and it looks easy but from what it sounds like it sounds like a, a small nightmare for some people oh it so. the, the the artwork on it is beautiful it's well oh, animated yeah. it's super cute looking like the little birds or or cuz they're snakes but they have like bird heads what they call them snake bird um when they get close to fruit like their little faces animate like they're getting excited to like eat a piece of fruit and then the the game is is such that you can mess up and get yourself stuck in a corner and to not be able to move anymore cuz you can only move forward or uh, you can move in any direction, but you can't back up, right? And so when you get stuck in a corner, the birds like look at you like, like you done fucked up, son. <laughs> like they just give you this look. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I, I did something very, very wrong. Damn. So anyways, yeah, people should check it out if that if that sounds like fun. There you go. It, it, that's how they get you with the nice, nice, childish 
uh, <laughs> attitude and then wham you're done uh, i think i'll yeah. stick to management simulators that's kind of more my jam i'm i'm also a big fan of that genre oh cool. uh, yeah it's, it's like i think if anything that would be the one that would like waste so much time on oh, uh, so much time yeah yeah one of my one of my favorite uh uh, management simulators uh, that I'm. I wish I can find it was Pizza Tycoon Two. Hmm, I've never heard of that. I know it's a. It's a. Apparently, it's a very rare game. I did not know that. Like I, I scoured the internet and I, like almost destroyed one of my computers with the virus because of it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I like. Come on, guys! It's Pizza Tycoon Two. <laughs> the, the the concept for Pizza Tycoon too, like any tycoon, is you run a you know a pizza restaurant. Uh, the fun thing was about this one is that you you know you opened um you opened your one restaurant, and then there will be like multiple other uh, restaurants open up. So you had competition, so you had to kind of like outbeat everyone else. And if you earned enough, you can open a second restaurant, and you'll have to. And you you know you would hire your your servers, you would hire your cooks, you could customize your own pizzas. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, depending on the, the, because they had the, the customers, they had like everything from like the hippies to the yuppies. So you had to really cater to the audience. Like you can't just make pepperoni pizza. You can't just make vegan, ve- vegan pizza. You had to like, okay, this area has this, um, one of the, the fun mechanics of the, the second game was you could actually hire the mafia to do some dirty work for you and go to other establishments and kind of like rough them up. What? That's awesome. So, you know, you could like slowly like strong arm your competition away little by little, but they could do the same to you. So it it was a, it was a fun game. I just, I really want to play it again. I'm still on the hunt. Like I found it on Amazon for like $80 and like, I'm not spending $80 on a game from like, the early 2000s <laughs> but uh, according to wikipedia 2001 is when it came out in uh in north america february 9th 2001 there you but, go uh, but i mean that sounds like that's solid gameplay and and uh yeah tycoon those tycoon games and oh man some of the others from the list i'm trying to think like they had oh dungeon keeper 2 you ever play that one that sounds really familiar i think i played the first one Okay, because Dungeon Keeper Two was yeah Dungeon Keeper yeah that's that yep that's what it's called um I, I couldn't remember if it was Dungeon Keeper or Dungeon Keeper Two um the second one I, that was one of the first straight up video games that I ever played really yeah like I I mean I like I've said I, I played Fallout and Fallout Two but beyond like buying games for a computer I didn't do it that often and so this was one of the first um it was this one and it was um uh hosp- hosp- theme hospital theme hospital is that what it was that's what it yeah that sounds about right uh yeah cuz they just had um the, the makers of that just put out a different hospital yeah theme hospital um oh yeah two point hospital is the is the, the one that like just came out but from like the same makers um i mean bullfrog interactive isn't out or oh, bullfrog productions they're not uh, around anymore, but some of the people there made the Two Point Hospital. It's pretty much a sequel to Theme Hospital, in all but in all but name. Um, that's another. But, that's another game I want to play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It looks awesome. Uh, but Dungeon Keeper Two, that was you. You were like the you're like the dungeon keeper, and you got to you just had this like layer 
of of dirt then you had to like dig out rooms and, and assign like different things to different rooms and then like the good guys the heroes would come in and try to, to kill all your your people and your minions and stuff and you got had to defend yourself and that I mean, that game i put hours and hours into <laughs> like ridiculous amount of hours the, see, uh, this this game in particular dungeon keeper this this was my kind of introduction to the the kind of Dungeons and Dragon s style of things because I would always come up with my own stories. What would be happening? Oh yeah, and, okay. and uh, like I would try to come up with these elaborate things. And like once the the game began and everything was set up, I was like, these are like the intrepid heroes go here and there. And I would like this. <laughs> this was this was me being the uh, basically the GM or DM, depending on what, what you're playing. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I've never actually played a game of Dungeons and Dragons. I've, I've tried, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't either. I've played other RPGs, but I've never played D and I should get around to doing that one of these days. <laughs> it's, it's from what I've been told from a lot of people. It's, it's complex, but I, I like the idea. I listen to a, like a, I listen to a good amount of, uh, D and D, podcasts and uh i i one for for me in particular it's like storytelling that really gets me mm-hmm. uh like a like if if you're running a good campaign and everyone's having fun with a story it's it's very compelling for sure uh, yeah so that's kind of the the one thing that kind of uh, kind of drive like like I said. This is one of the reasons I enjoyed Dungeon Keepers because I made my own stories from from this <laughs> game. Um, that's awesome. So. God, now, oh, memory lane, memory lane. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's kind of tangent off a little bit to continue with a little bit of memory lane. Uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, the 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 recent uh, Pokemon Direct that we talked about last week because we were like speculating for a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we all got it wrong, and I I was honestly not expecting the name. Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield. Yeah, and according to some um, less reputable outlets, uh, Pokemon Gun is going to be the third one. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever, like, did that edit did a really good job kind of getting the aesthetic, like, like props to that person and... Like sure. really bad and really bad to whoever the editor for that news outlet was. Like, come on, uh-huh. you gotta you gotta cite your sources a little bit better. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, no. sword, sword and shield. It's a it's a new location and it's on the Switch. It's a it's a main Pokemon game on the Switch, and that's amazing. That's awesome. It looks really cool. No, look, the it looks. Oh God, it looks fantastic. If anyone wants to see my initial reactions to that, you can see that on YouTube. Like I literally recorded myself for the first viewing of it, and like, like I I rewatched I rewatched myself reacting to it. It was like <laughs> because like it's when the first the first walk watch through of the actual trailer, I was you can see it in my face. I was so happy. Um, like I said, like I said, we were, we were speculating for a little bit and, uh, I, for being such a short, um, direct, they, they put a lot into it. They kind of, uh, did the, the little trailer with the introduction of the first three starters. They, then, Mm -hmm. then they kind of went to more of, um, 
like a presentation talking about the 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 new region, the Galar region. Uh, mm-hmm. They're kind of doing the Northern European, kind of the Great Britain. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, some somebody was or, you know on Reddit, of course. Like it's like a it's like um, England, the Isle of England, but like turned upside down, kind of like not exactly, but you could make you could draw some comparisons there. No, yeah, like the the game. Uh, if I'm right, X and Y was kind of based off France. So yeah, yeah. So so the, they 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 have some references. So and you can kind of tell from from the architecture of the mm-hmm. the trailer, you can tell a lot of like the more modern cities like London and stuff like that. So it's it's it looks like it's gonna be fun. It's on a Switch, so the graphics like are gonna be up to because if you if you look back at Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, like even though it's like a reboot, not a yeah a reboot of the the originals, the the graphics for that were amazing, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're just upping it up for a new game, new Pokemon. Going back to traditional uh, catching and fighting, so I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Like so, this is—I think I mentioned it in the Discord, but like this is definitely making me want to buy a Switch. Like the 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 amount of games that are now becoming available that I know that I would I would enjoy and I would enjoy being mobile um, are just getting like higher and higher. And and if the whole uh, you know Microsoft. Um, the uh, Xbox Live thing, you know, goes through. Like, I, I don't know, like, how much of that has been announced or when it's going to happen or whatever. But they're saying that you know, Xbox Live is coming to uh, to the Switch, and if that happens, then like, I will not only have a Switch, but then I'll have my Xbox Mobile, <laughs> and like, why not at that point? Like, that's just that's just too cool to to turn down. No, yeah, there's oh, there's so much coming for the Switch. It's one of the reasons I kind of like held back on buying a Switch initially. I I would have bought the console on release day, but there was nothing like like there was not a a good collection of games that say drop four hundred dollars for this console for one or two games at that time. Right, right. And it wasn't until like recently that I bought the, um, well, bought more than one, but (laughs) (laughs) I have 58 switches now, (laughs) each in a different shade of green. (laughs) Don't judge me, but I I won't be able to, I won't be doing that for a while since, uh, since like everyone knows I, I have responsibilities now, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, wait, I might, I might have to buy like the, the, if they do come out with the sword and shield switch, I might have to get that one. Oh yeah, you you think they would? Hey, since they, we're talking about um, Pokemon, are you excited for the movie, the uh, uh, Detective Pikachu yes. movie? I mean, it looks pretty cool, but but like seeing all the Pokemon in like this weird kind of realistic render um, that looks kind of neat. And then, I mean, Ryan Reynolds just even just as a voice, like he can do no wrong. I I really enjoy his his uh, his comedy and his acting. So, like just those two things put together, it looks like it'll be a fun time. No, he for when I so for now, when I heard his voice for the first time, I, he he I don't know he it works it works. Um, yeah, yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is such a character. It's just it. 
I don't know. It just it, it fits perfectly. I, I, it's hard to see anyone else because uh, for the original uh, Detective Pikachu game, uh, the Japanese voice actor had like this deep, gruff voice, kind of like a, an old school detective. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were like <laughs> petitioning to get uh, Danny DeVito to, to play him. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been amazing to get this like, <laughs> but, but um, you know, Ryan Reynolds will play. Like I, he, he'll do a good job from what from what I'm from what it's looking like, uh, it, for a realistic version of these uh, Pokemon, it they did a, a really good job. They, if I remember right, they hired a a, a person who like for for a spare time, like actually did Pokemon in real life on on their Deviant Art. So you could you can you can search these and like they've been posted constantly on Reddit on Tumblr oh, and all this. Oh, that's cool. So they actually hired that guy or gal. I'm not quite for sure, but they hired that person mm-hmm. to come in and kind of help out to get an idea of what these Pokemon would look in real life. And they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe too good of a job sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mime does look very weird. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but Mr. Mime always looked kind of weird. So, you know. That's true. But, you know, his like his hair, is it hair or skin? I don't know, man. It's creeped it, me out thinking about it. <laughs> Oh, but I but I am excited about it. It's um it's a there's gonna be the first live action because they're they're also rebooting the Pokemon the first movie into like 3D animation too. Yeah, I saw that. Is that gonna be like only visuals or are they like is it like a reboot like start over from scratch? Do you know? It's gonna be it's not. Uh, like what do you mean? Like, well, it, it's not just like they took the same audio and it's the exact same movie and they just threw like three D animation over it. It's like uh, a new a new script, new acting, but it's the same story. I believe yeah. the the it's it's a new script and everything. So okay, okay, it's been updated and everything. Yeah, updated. That's that's a good way to put it. Updated. Yeah. Okay. So cool. so that that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be also more memories. It's like a very memorable episode. <laughs> But Stop yeah, living in the past, man. Never. I'll, I'm gonna <laughs> always have those. You know, I keep. I'll keep eating those member berries forever. That's the only, <laughs> the only way I keep going through life. Those member berries. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, I'm excited for a lot of Pokemon stuff coming up. Um, but there is like, is there? Do you have any other thoughts on the Pokemon in at the moment? Um, I, I, I mean, the only thing is that since, since the fans really did push really hard to get Danny DeVito in the movie, I think it would be cool if he had got a cameo as like another Pikachu or something. Oh that, my God. Like, like if they did a thing where like, cause the, the whole, the shtick behind it is that only this one kid can hear this one Pikachu and it would just be neat at, at one point if, if like we got a different point of view from someone else or like another, it happened to another Pikachu or, you know, something. And there's like a couple of lines from Danny DeVito is, you know, doing it. That would just be really fun fan service. I kind of doubt it, but it would be really nice if they were able to pull that off. The, 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 the thought that just came to me as you said, that would be like, say it's like closing and everything like the end credits and everything. Oh, okay. And then, um, you see, you see detective Pikachu, the Ryan Reynolds Pikachu kind of like make his way back home and everything. And you see another Pikachu, Pikachu's father and it's Danny DeVito. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
like, what were you doing out there with my with my hat and everything? Like, were you playing detective? <laughs> no, Pa. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing. And you know what? Uh, and even if that if that doesn't happen, fans will make it happen once it comes when it comes out digitally. They'll take some some audio from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" and throw it in there, and it'll be hilarious. Oh yeah, I, have you have you seen any of the YouTube? Edits of where they put Danny DeVito's voice in the the Pikachu. No, Detective I Pikachu. haven't. Oh, so the people have already done. It. No, I haven't seen any of that. Oh yeah, they they have already. So oh, it's out there. Okay. okay, I'm behind the times. <laughs> so there's a that's uh, uh, transitioning over to behind the times and a little bit of memory lane. Uh, the the Vita just got discontinued this month. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes, yeah, it's. Uh, how, it's how, how many Vitas do you have? Uh, three. <laughs> um, okay. I have I have the original black one. I had the okay. collector's edition white Assassin's Creed one, and I got the the neon blue one. Nice. Now, so, is this was this a, a system that went through some revisions? That each one is like hardware is a little bit different. Didn't they do some upgrades at one point, or am I thinking were, of something else? There are little little updates from the first to the last. There was some okay. like just boost in RAM and stuff like that. Nothing oh, okay. too too grand. Like I like there like I posted on the there's a timeline. I, I like after hearing that I kind of wanted to go back and see kind of a history on game consoles and when they began and when they ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at it like there's like like the Game Boy the Game Boy held out the original Game Boy held out for a good amount of time. And production. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. It came out. Wow. Uh, to hear the Game Boy came out back in '89, mm-hmm. and was discontinued in 2003. That's I had no idea they were they stuck around until 2003. I didn't that's, either. It outbeat insane. the it, it outbeat the Super Nintendo. <laughs> that's awesome. And um, wow. like just just looking at this, it's like really interesting. Kind of get an well, idea of. So I'm checking out this because you 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 posted a link to this thing, and we'll we'll put the link in the show notes if we remember. Hopefully, we will. Um, but the the Game Boy, like the original Game Boy, eighty nine to two thousand three, but the Game Boy Advance came out in two thousand one. So there was a good amount of overlap there between the two, and that's and even the Game Boy Color was from ninety eight to two thousand three. Yeah, I, I I saw that. For a second, I thought maybe they when they said Game Boy, I think maybe they're crossing it over with the color. But no, the color is its own thing, mm-hmm. and that lasted for a good amount of time. Wow, wow. Oh, they were thinking. Hey, look at that. They so the Game Boy ended in two thousand three, and then the Nintendo DS, which was which was the real successor to the Game Boy, two thousand four. <gasps> so like, they they gave us the color and the advanced as they were getting ready to like to ditch all of that and go into DS land, which is, you know, still around. Wow. Okay. Okay. So if you're, if you're looking at that too, look at, look at the Game Boy Advance and then look at the GameCube. (laughs) Oh, the GameCube lasted less than the Game Boy Advance. Yes. So, (laughs) so for audience reference, the Game Boy came out back in, uh, to March of 2001 roughly and it ended 2018 and ended means 2008 my bad my bad and that's that's a not the not the games coming out the what we they mean is like the they stopped production of the system Mm -hmm. 
the GameCube came out. Why can't I do ma- calendar months? <laughs> uh, that's September. There you go. September. The it came out September two thousand one and yep. approximately two thousand seven. So about a that's- year. About a year. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, that one surprised me. Yeah, that one actually surprised me a little bit. Because then looking at like like Nintendo, Nintendo, you can it's stagnant. But then when you're looking at like PlayStation and Xbox, like you can just see like <laughs> just like la- overlapping, just one after another. Yeah, release, release, release. Like Xbox was 2001 to 2008, 360 was 2005 to 2016, and now the one is 2013 to present. Yeah, there's there's nice. Nice thick overlaps for all of those. They wanted to be sure to get as keep as many people as they could. Same thing with the PlayStation. Wow, the 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 original PlayStation was produced until two thousand six, but the PlayStation two came out in two thousand and lasted till two thousand twelve, and the three came out in two thousand six. And according to this, it's still being manufactured, and the yeah. four is thirteen until and until now it's still being manufactured. I didn't know that the PlayStation Three was still being manufactured. That's crazy. Good for them. Wow. Yeah, it's it's holding out. You know, that looks like uh, the biggest overlap out of all of the Playstations. Huh. Well, interesting. Well, if you, when you think about it, the the PlayStation Three, the hardware on that thing is like it's it's a cheap Blu-ray player. That's kind of one of the reasons it kind of made it yeah. big during that time. It's uh <laughs> people found a way to uh daisy chain those things. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um so well, they also had the like the hardware revision to like the slim version of it. So it's you know it's internals changed, but that's cool. That's really interesting. But yeah, the but now the Vita's done, and I literally found all my Vita games because I re- after moving and unpacking, I found my old Vita, and I was happy. <laughs> and then I hear this news that it's done. <laughs> like but you no. still you still have your Vita. You can still play all your old games. It, that nothing's gonna stop that, right? That's true. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think they'll stop making Vita games for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 one of the things I wanted to talk about is like just like how consoles have been evolving and then being cut off and like looking at looking at that list it's it, it's more surprising than I really thought about it because I just found it and I like wanted to but looking at it and seeing the overlaps and stuff like that as far as Nintendo it's so interesting just as a company and their development yeah yeah yeah. Yep. So this this thing called the Game Game and Watch, did you see that? From 1980 to 1991? That's like a that's a that's a DS. <laughs> the uh, the original, yeah, the that weird uh, black and white thing. I've never had it, but uh my one of my older cousins did. Wow, that's crazy that they brought that old design back for the DS. That's hey, that's insane. They were innovative back in the day, you know. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. So that's that's kind of that's kind of a little bit more memory, but it's uh it's interesting to see because there's talks of the new consoles coming up and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, I, I I saw something today. I think Microsoft um, had like some kind of press release that their the the new um, Xboxes are going to keep the name Xbox One 
Xbox One X and Xbox S or something like they're not having like the, like a crazy name change, and the new S is going to be the discless model that they're calling in the the Xbox S All Digital Edition. I think is is like is the name of it. So they're they're leaning into like the the digital thing of like yeah it's this is a this is a plus you don't need discs anymore you just download everything which is fine you know like if they want to push a, a cheaper model and and do that that's cool. I'm sorry uh, when when hearing the name it sounds like how how bad uh, the Dragon Ball Z is like going Super Saiyan then going Super Saiyan two and <laughs> and then and then it got it got more baffling towards the end where you went where they like. They went to something called Super Saiyan Blue Super Saiyan. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, it, it got crazy. Like, and the characters had to say, "I'm gonna go Super Saiyan Two Super Saiyan." I'm gonna go wow. Super Saiyan Two Super. No, I, I got it. Wait, I'm gonna go Super Saiyan. No, Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Two. Oh, it's crazy. That's Big insane. Of, it is. Luckily, they kind of fixed it. Like, you know, I hate, I bit my tongue saying this. I'm just going to say Super Saiyan Blue. Ta da. <laughs> Done. Done. There was a, a thing. You can find this image. I think I've, I probably saw it on Reddit, but it was, it was a, a series of, of like comic book panels. And it's like one Xbox, one Xbox X, or one Xbox One X, one box, one Xbox One X box like the box of the Xbox like and it just kept going of like all these different variations of just those words and like what they mean strung together it's it's uh it's a tongue twister it's ridiculous <laughs> but i mean uh, yeah whatever it's it's cool. uh, like when they when they announced it originally i would even now i'm still like i i get it they were trying to do the all in one console mm-hmm. but that naming did not did not do it any good no. It's just it's hard, and now being, you said okay. I'm gonna try to say it. <clears throat> the Xbox One, no, Xbox One S Digital Edition. Yeah, Xbox One S Digital Edition. I mean, just yeah. I mean, the whole thing is they'll just they'll just pare it down to like. It, well, really, you have an you have an X or you have an S, right? Like if you shrink down the names, those are the only real differences. Is the X is the super fancy one, and the S is the small, cheap, like you're still living with your parents one. <laughs> I can't, I can't even like anagram that thing or anything. It's, it's like, ridiculous. It's for, for without, if it wasn't, if it didn't have addition, and it was just the Xbox One uh, digital, it would have been Xbod. Xbod. <laughs> Xbod. <laughs> Comes with a free bottle of Axe Spray. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's getting into the this new like digital field. I think we discussed this that we like if I remember right, like most of us have a, a good collection thanks to Steam of digital games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like even Dan said it like like me myself, I'm personally a big uh, physical person too. Mm-hmm. Like I like having something tangible to have. Well, and I I do a lot of collector's editions, so I have to get, <laughs> I kind of have to have it. 
that doesn't matter. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yep. No, so, that, that's, I, I mean, it, and, you know, luckily Microsoft understands that and they're like, yeah, we'll give you a, a system with discs and we'll still sell you discs if you want to buy them. Like, here you go. This is cool. You're going to pay more for it, but, <laughs> you know, go for it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt at all if at some point they were like, oh, yeah, here is a USB powered, you know, disk drive if you want to plug it into your S to make it a non-digital edition. You know, like if people want to, like if they'd call it like the up the the X upgrade drive or something, and you just <laughs> plug it in, and now it has a now it has a disc tray in it. You know, like oh god, sure, why not? Who cares? Do Do you remember some of those peripherals that came with some of those ga- uh, a lot of the games? Uh, well, I know for the the three sixty, you could get the HD DVD like add on. That and then HD DVD went away and Blu-ray took over. So that was kind of I almost bought one of those, but I didn't. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit more like way back retro. Like I had one of the old Game Boy colors, and uh-huh. I begged my parents for this, and I got the the Nintendo. I mean the Game Boy camera. Oh, the camera. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like I had that, but uh, but my parents wouldn't get me the the printer. So because the <laughs> because apparently the 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 special paper you needed for the printer was way too expensive. Oh, okay. So was- all So all I could do was just kind of take photos of me and my family and friends and just kind of crop them into some of the mini games that came with the game. Okay. So it's like, like sad times, fun times, but sad times. <laughs> the printer, uh, a, a buddy of mine had, or a, you know, his buddy, I mean, talking like sixth grade or something, but he had the, I think it was the super Nintendo like plug-in. So you could put your game boy games on your super Nintendo. Was it? I think it was the Super Nintendo, or was it the N sixty four? N sixty four. Was it N sixty four? Yeah, N sixty four. Because I had that because I played a lot of Pokemon on my big screen. Oh, there you go. Okay, and it, it had the thing where you could like hit a button and it would like auto colorize the game, or if it came from a Game Boy Color game, then it would it would do it already. Or you could go in and like color the sprites yourself. And I remember doing that with the Jurassic Park Game Boy game which I still to this day uh, insist that it has the best gaming music in any game ever in the entire universe. And last time I said that I edited the music into the, into the episode and I won't do that again, but uh, yeah, that, that Jurassic park game board game, man, memory lane, memory lane. <laughs> the episode's now called memory lane. <laughs> it is memory lane now. Oh God. So, so many fun things that came out in there and so many fun things coming out. And that's, I'm glad we're, we're living in this, generation but i'm also upset because the future is gonna have so many more cooler stuff <laughs> yeah like I, I, I like when i'm old all, all i want to be is in a in a in a ready player one style thing that, that's that's gonna be my retirement i just want to be <laughs> in a virtual world playing games and say you whippersnappers i've been i've been grinding this game for the last 10 years get away from my loot <laughs> get away from my loot <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good oh god 
But All right, so so what other cool things are coming up in the world? Uh, a new game uh-huh. uh, called Stay Gone. Like uh, it's one. Uh, it's, it's been a game that we we talked about back in when we were like covering like E three, I believe. Yeah. They just kind of got hit with a kind of like an early review. Uh huh. And by like, uh, if I remember, let me look it up a little bit really quick. Uh, Game Informer uh, reported that the if you just went through the main story, it it would give you about thirty hours of a campaign, and that's that's reasonable thirty hour gameplay. Yeah, that's that's good for a for a game. And one of the 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 editors there kind of did the math and found out that there's roughly about six hours of cutscenes. Ooh, which takes yeah. uh, and and doing the math, it'll, it'll do it's that's twenty percent of the game. See, like uh, that. There's a there's a big old like it depends attached to that, right? Because yeah. I, I get really into the stories of some game. If the game has a good story, like I'm locked in, even if the gameplay is so so. So if if this has a really good story to it, I won't mind long cutscenes. You know, even you know six hours of cinematics doesn't mean that you like you sit down for six hours and watch them all and then play the game. Like these are you know spread out throughout the game. I never had any complaints with Metal Gear Solid. Like they had long cutscenes and stuff in there and long cinematics. And that was fine. Um, you know, as long as the game, as long as the, the story makes sense and as long as, you know, it's fun, then I don't see a problem with this whatsoever. Um, no, do we have any, like, I want to, I want to compare this to something. What about, um, uh, the, the, the one game I can compare it to, like, yeah, it's yeah. Kingdom Hearts, basically. Well, there you go. That, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that has so much cutscenes. I'm not gonna lie. I can't even deny it. That that's like cutscene central. So, uh, um, so uh, the the Last of Us didn't the Last of Us have a lot of cutscenes or cinematics? Yeah, it did. And but that also, like like you said, that had an engrossing story. The gameplay was like reasonable. You know, it was challenging for the most part, and. But like you said, the story was good, and you were you were involved. And the thing the thing I, I the thing I don't like about this article in particular, and I, I can hear Dan like <laughs> with is we don't we don't have it in our hands, Jed. This is just like a very early release and stuff. Like I myself wanna wanna have it in my. I want to see. I like. I want to play it, or I want to see someone actually play it. Like, like I, like I hate these like super early stuff like this. Like the game's not out for a little bit more, and uh, we're we're already getting all this like nonsense. It like thirty hours is reasonable, and there's so much more content. That's just that's just the main story. You know, there's probably yeah. a bunch of side content that you're going to be able to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. This, whenever that you give a, uh, an hour length on a video game, like uh, there, there's a big old asterisk next to that. Or like, if you are a game reviewer and you have a date that you have to publish your article by 30 hours, you know, like if you're more of a casual player or you're somebody who likes all the side quests or, you know, whatever, like it could, it could easily double that number. Um, and, and I, I agree with you that 
putting like this is unfortunately this is just going to put a damper on it of people now like seeing something to hate and now they're going to jump on the hate train about the game without ever playing it without seeing any of the cutscenes. you know like so uh, in this article that you posted which is from ign there's a there's a tweet from sam whitwer who is the uh the voice the the voice over artist um and he he's the same guy that did uh force unleashed the uh the um star killer on in force unleashed and he's also a huge star wars fan he's uh he did some of the voice work for the stormtroopers in rogue one Ooh. um yeah he's like a lucasfilm guy like he he does uh like for um uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, and probably Resistance. I haven't seen much of Resistance, but he he'll do like background voices or or even like he took over or I think he did some Palpatine at one point. Um, or no, no, not Palpatine. I'm sorry, he did a uh, Darth Maul or Maul in uh, in uh, Clone Wars and in Rebels. And if you don't know that Darth Maul is in those, sorry, spoilers, but he totally is. <laughs> um, and he also did the voice for uh, Maul's cameo in Solo. Um, that's Sam Witwer's voice because he does that. He does that voice. So he he's really good voice actor. Like he's well known, and like I I am totally okay with listening to him or watching him do performance for six hours. You know, through the course of a game, that's fine. That's good. You know, give me some more. Um, for but that being said, for some context, The Last of Us, the all the cutscenes in The Last of Us add up to about an hour and a half. Okay. So So, an hour and a half versus six hours, there's a big difference there. So, I mean, going, I mean, it's nice knowing going into this game that you will have, you know, breaks that you have to take or, or, you know, like game breaks in gameplay. And like, is this, is that good or is it bad? Like, we don't know if it's good or bad, but it's, it's, it's nice to know, like, going into a game that you, that you will that that's the type of game it is it's very story driven where if you were jumping into the game expecting it to be you know action packed from the very start to the very end with your know, hands on the controller and then if you're expecting that and then you're hit with like these long i'm guessing they're going to be you know long like 10 minute 12 minute you know uh cut scenes that happen you know pretty regularly uh, that might be a big bummer if you weren't expecting it no, you're wa- you're basically watching like TV little little yeah. mini clips, like. Uh. But <laughs> if that's what you're into, that's really cool. And maybe th- there's also like they could be using, and, and this is something where we'll jump to Anthem in a minute here. But like <gasps> in Anthem, all loading screens are just these static images that are super boring to look at, and it will last like a few minutes. If Days Gone uses these cutscenes to like load the levels, so you don't ever see any loading screens, you're just watching these cutscenes instead. Um, I am 100% on board with that because in this day and age, with us the hardware that we have, there is almost no excuse to have a very boring generic loading screen with nothing but a static image on it. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do like I do like that idea of using using the time that it takes to play this cutscene to load up the next stage or event. That's I don't is there is there any game that does it? Well, because I mean, I remember back in Mass Effect when yeah. you were transitioning, you would you would still get like you would hear conversations and you you would still be in game, but you couldn't do your character didn't do much but just stand there and you know have to yeah. listen. 
that was the uh, the elevator loading screen. So you'd go in the elevator and there'd be like music or people talking over the intercom or whatever. But the length of the of the elevator was dependent on how fast your system could load the level. And you know, so it was different for everybody and kind of kind of funny that way. I don't know how many other games really do that. Um I got, so for for Fallout 76, any kind of loading screen you come across there are like static images but they rotate like every few seconds and then any in-game screenshots you take go into that rotation and that was really clever like you'll see these pictures that you took of your adventures and they'll pop up as loading screens and stuff and that's pretty cool um even like uh i mean the other thing bethesda did with their loading screens for like skyrim is they gave you a 3d model that you could like move around and look at so there was like this little interactive thing you could do while the loading was going on in the background like I even, remember that. Like even like, come on, Anthem. Like, give us a model of of our mech, and like, let us spin it around and look at it and, and enjoy the graphics. You know, while you're loading, you know, something, anything, but a static <sighs> screen with like one line of text at the bottom. It, it's so infuriating. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so salty about that. <laughs> Wait does does the text is the text the same thing or does that rotate? I mean. Per loading screen, the text rotates, but I don't think you get multiple lines of text. I think it's just one. Oh, okay. It's like like one tip, and that's the it the entire time. I I think <sighs> I, maybe maybe the text does rotate, but I don't. I don't. Think you, it don't does. you don't. You don't. You don't care to pay attention anymore. I don't. I, yeah. Like at this point, loading screen, I, I pick up my phone because I know it's going to be a few minutes, and there's nothing to look at on the screen. Nothing interesting at all. Just boring. <laughs> all right. So. Let's uh since we're since we're on the topic of Anthem. Yes. Uh Anthem did a did an oopsie. <laughs> they did <laughs> a big oopsie. They did a big oopsie. <laughs> so th- th- this is concerning this is concerning um uh, the PS4 version of uh Anthem. So like some of some of the other, like I don't know if you have you have have you had your game ever kind of stall or crash at times. The the only thing that it's done, uh, it really is disconnect me, which I don't know if that's my own internet's fault or if it's a server's fault or a combination of both. But that's the only thing that I've been hit with are disconnections, and okay. this is on an Xbox One X. Okay, yeah. so so the from from what what i read on the article and i've been kind of looking around a small a small percentage there's not like a huge amount of people but there is a small percentage of people on the ps4 who when their game crashes it hard reboots their ps4 <laughs> that's bad news uh, and and that's 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 if you're lucky because if there have been reports that uh, that the this crash will literally brick your PS4. Wow! And it's uh, it's rough and trying to fix that you you gotta almost like reset your entire like if you have so much progress on your thing that would suck so bad. And um, the, they EA or a buyer let me double check they put out a statement because they haven't they haven't figured out what what the main issue is that's causing this. Uh, the, but, the article that you posted did say that the person who said that it bricked their, their PS4 got their PS4 running again. So, <laughs> so yeah, they did, didn't really brick it, but, but still, I mean, this is, this is not acceptable. <laughs> no. And, uh, I, Sony, uh, Sony actually kind of 
stepped up a little bit and saying that, that any any person uh, having having this this specific problem happening to them that they would uh, they would refund uh, their their system back. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I was like, "What yeah. Sony doing that? What uh, that 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 surprised me? Like, I never heard of a company doing that because of a issue. But this this is a major issue when you have to like rebuild your database or like that's 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 a big oopsie. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. And even like, I don't know how the how the PS fours are, but I, I know for the Xbox there are two different shutdown states. You've got like a full shutdown or you've got like a an, an energy saving shutdown where it just kind of turns off, but it stays on in the background, you know, sleep mode, like sleep mode. Yeah, like a, like a sleep mode. I think yeah. it has a name, but whatever. It's called uh, rest for the PS4. OK, there you go. And so like whenever I have to do like a full reboot of the Xbox, it takes a long time. It's like a five minute boot up process, which <laughs> is why I, I always have it on the like the instant on or whatever it's called. Cause you hit a button and it's on and ready to go in like 30 seconds. It's oh, like no, yeah. su- super fast and it's in a big difference. And if this thing is causing your PS4, your PS4 pro to completely shut down, and it's like a five minute reboot process. Like that's just, that's a huge pain in the butt. Like uh-huh. that's so unacceptable. Okay. So you want to hear the worst part? Like I, I, I've had to done do this before. So the 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 way they kind of fix the brick thing is like you just gotta go into the on safe mode on the PS4. So anyone listening, if this happened to you, there is a way to fix it. You you go to you turn on your PS4 and you put it on safe mode, and you don't you don't like reset your system. You just kind of rebuild the database and kind of kind of a a what is it uh, d d what is it? God, why can't I think technical terms at my defrag? It just Oh, system. Okay. Uh, depending on how much data you've piled up, it can take you hours. Oh man. Okay. Like I, 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 I've done this. I have defragged my system three times in its entirety. Now I will state that I have a two terabyte hard drive on mine that I installed myself. That's pretty big. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of bytes. <laughs> I I need it all, <laughs> but it, the the first time I did it, it took me about six hours to defrag that thing. Wow. Uh, the the last time I did it, uh, it took me like an entire day. And Jeez. like, if if this issue is happening, luckily it's not like a a so high that everyone's having to deal with it but it is it is something that is happening to people that they're talking about it and i'm hoping they can patch this out but i i don't know it's weird like i don't know what's the because they they did a lot anthem did a lot to kind of patch a couple a lot of a lot of things that the were having issues during the beta uh and they they did a reasonable amount and uh this happened <laughs> and the game's been out what uh three weeks now uh that's yeah this is i think this is the third week so yeah three yeah about three weeks uh, I, yeah that's like, unfortunate for them <laughs> i don't know I, I i like i said i hate being the the downer for this game because like like it's a it's a fun game 
if mm-hmm. you can get past everything else. But there's just <laughs> so much negativity and so many things happening to this <laughs> to this game. It's just hard. There, they have actually. There's actually a quote or a saying now. If this happens uh, to your PS4, they say that I got anthemed. Oh no! It, it is a term now. I got anthemed. Oh, I got anthemed. Well, hopefully that sticks around and, and uh, other games can anthem us as well. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I, I got a perfect transition. You, you know what else got anthemed? Sonic. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> That's... Okay, so we're going to be, like, like we were talking about a little earlier, we're going to be talking about gaming and movies. They, they recently released... <laughs> they recently released the actual image of Sonic. And they teased this a couple of weeks ago and everyone's like, what, what are you doing? With a buff, hairy legs and just like, what and then, and, yeah. And, and then we just got it. We, we just got it. And uh, Steve, initial thoughts. Uh, it looks like a poor cartoon. <laughs> it, it doesn't, I mean, if when you, if you do a comparison to what Sonic classically looks like, and by classically, I mean like you know what he originally, how he was originally drawn on the cover of of the Sonic games, or even like the the Sonic cartoons, which um, I think I I watched those a little bit. I seem to remember. Um, it doesn't look almost anything like that at all. Like they went almost full redesign. So and in a in a very silly in a very silly way i think so so the best way i can describe it when looking at this and it's hard to look at i'm not gonna lie it's hard to look at it looks like a human being in a stuffed like bodysuit it's it is weird it's like he's in a meat suit and it gives me (laughs) the chills man like if you if you start thinking like that you're not gonna imagine you can't not imagine it yeah, it is. It's it's a person in a in a furry suit, and with like a giant head with like the spikes going down the back. It has very very human hands. Oh, that's the other thing that he's not wearing gloves. He just has white fur on his hands. And like, oh. I mean, the shoes. I think that's fine. He has like regular laced up shoes on, which is that's I don't I don't care about that. But then like his. The eyes are so different. I mean, the Sonic's, you know, traditional, his, his eyes are kind are very um, stylized where it almost looks like it's one big eye, which I could see that being creepy in 3D. But what they did with it instead were the, these two other eyes with big old colored pupil things instead of like the beady eyes that he's had. I don't know. They kind of like it, animate him, like anime style him. <laughs> God. Yeah. It, uh. um, so there, there's uh, like, I'm sorry for the Redditor who, who did it. Someone actually was able to properly do an image, like how they should have done it. And uh, that, that, that would have been an amazing rendition of Sonic having the, the classic look, but with some of the, what they're trying to do with this Sonic Oh, and he's got a little tail too. Look at that. I didn't even notice the tail. He's got the yeah. anybody tail sticking out of his butt. Oh, that's weird. There's it's this is so unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, why did they do this to us? Like maybe it'll like a lot of a lot of times with with some of these things, they look better when they're in motion. 
right? Like when you see a, a still image of something that when you when you really see it on screen, it's going to be like running around and moving. Maybe animated, this has a different look and a different feel to it. Like maybe the, the way the fur moves or like the way, it intera- the way he's going to interact with the world. Like maybe it'll be better. But just this thought, this image just does not just does not look good. It just looks terrible. Uh, you know, you know what, yeah. you know what? Okay, you know what? We're we're talking about Sonic, but there's there's a whole cast of other people that we have yet to see. Oh, is there more than just Sonic in this movie? There is has like, to be like there tails and knuckles and all those people. It's like you can't have Sonic without his crew. I, I could see at the very least, you know, tails showing up because they're very well known being like, you know, buddies or whatever. But, oh, oh man. Oh, no. Are we going to see tails next? <laughs> like, the, uh, it, I don't know. Oh, it just, the, just thinking about it and looking at it. I just can't stop looking at it either. It's <laughs> God. Oh, uh, man. But no, that's kind of like. Like people listening, give us give us your thoughts and comments. Like honestly, like give us what you think, what you honestly think of this Sonic. And like, like for the most part, when it when it comes to films, like like I'm not I'm not the biggest critic, but like there for me, films I want to be I want to be personally entertained. But sometimes when there's an existing franchise, you kind of have to pull a little from it. But when you just pull a little and do your own interpretation, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to think about. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, so the, the great comparison, if you go back to the beginning of this episode till now, how they did the Pokemon works. How they've done Sonic does not work. And when you look at the Pokemon and and the different like the the versions of them that they've made to make them look like they're in you know quote real life, it, it's believable. It, it it makes sense. There it doesn't. It's not exactly like like the uh, the you know anime versions of them or the you know the, the drawings of them or even the, the pixel pixel art versions of them. It's not exact, but it's enough that it makes sense. Sonic does not make sense. It, I mean, it, I, I guess maybe part of that is that Sonic, even though he's like a hedgehog, uh, kind of, he looks nothing like his animated form looks nothing like a real hedgehog. So really, this is just like a random com- cartoon character thing that they're trying to make real. So I can see like it, it's not the easiest job in the world, but what they came up with, like, I want to see what other versions there were, because this one I don't think is the best version of, of what they could have come up with. Okay, I have a, a quick question. I'm I, I'm looking at this. Like I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> how, how does his hair work? Look at his hair, like it, the top. It, it's it's wh- like quills, kind of. No, 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 not what it is. It's like look at how it humps, like his ear. <laughs> I look, don't want to see Sonic hump. I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that game. That game is never to be spoken of. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that game. Uh, how um, does no, his look, hair work? It's look, it's look at like his hair. Tufts no, look, of hair. His hair. Look at the way his ear kind of curves over and kind of lines up with his head. Yeah, I don't know. It's. It looks like if if you kind of hide your finger, the two things he looks like he has a mohawk. Yeah, I can see how they were kind of going for mohawk. I guess. 
Oh, I don't know. But, oh, like, it just creeps me out. <laughs> it's like the cut. What's the like? What is the original concept for that? For his like hair going back like that? Was it just for fun, or was it supposed to show that he was going fast? Going so fast. All his hair is is blown and, back. If that if that's the case, then maybe this will look better in motion. Like when he's running, his hair starts looking like that. But when he's just like standing around and talking, maybe it'll look different. And kind of like flop down a little bit, but even that's creepy. I don't want. Uh, I don't want any of this. No. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you okay. I hate it. Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> so, I think we're gonna. What we what we have to do? I think we're gonna have to do this together somehow. Is do a live reaction to the trailer when it first pops oh, up. Oh, not none of us. None of us see it. Like we should all do this. Like tried our best to not. None of us watch it. Just get on Discord. Screen share watch it and give our thoughts on it. We should totally do that. We should do that and record it and, and and post that on our discord so people can, if they miss it, then they can watch it or or whatever. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. (sighs) Oh, this thing's thing's creepy. And all it's, all it's going to do is make furries just come everywhere. That's all this is going to (laughs) do. And and like, no offense to the furries. It's just, it's, it's Sonic. Uh, A little, a little bit offense to the furries. Just a little bit. (laughs) That's true. Like they're they're doing, furries, they're doing you a disservice. Like, (laughs) but yeah, we're going to, we're going to end it. We're going to end it at that note. (laughs) Uh, A future prospect for a video for you guys um, at, at our expense for your enjoyment. And um, it was a, it was a fun down memory lane until this snowball hit us in the face. <laughs> it's so, all fun and games until Sonic turns real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. And as always, you know, you can, uh, you can find us on just about any platform. You, uh, podcast can be found. Uh, we're on the BS podcast network. Uh, we are also on ouchthathurts.com where there are music and gaming reviews and many uh, editorials. And uh, yeah, like Steve, you know, you and me were able to get together. Everyone else is probably incapacitated at this time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was a, it was a fun time just kind of looking back in some of our gaming history and our future. Yes. So, everyone, thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Good night.